We're continuing with the story of Jesus as he encounters his disciples following his resurrection. This morning we find ourselves in Acts chapter 1 and we're going to look very briefly at the ascension. Jesus going up to heaven. It's In a sense it's, uh, it's like recognising that he's coming home. He left glory to come and live that perfect, amazing life for 33 years on earth. But now he is heading home. The reason why he's going home, which is like, uh, I mean, many of our own personal experiences, you, you head home when the work that you've done is finished. When I've finished the day's work, I go home. And when a project has been completed, you know, we, we go home. And home is that place where we can be uh, relaxed and at ease and comfortable and the, the amazing thing is that that Jesus is going home to find himself again in the presence of his father well what a welcome he's about to receive but we find out all about the leading up to Jesus heading home when all has been finished in Acts chapter 1 it says in my former book Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convicting or convincing proof that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and, and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, whilst he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. So the uh, subject that I want to focus on this morning is the very often forgotten or neglected uh, festival or feast, um, as you may want to uh, describe it, of, of uh, recognising the event in the life of Christ, of his ascension on Thursday, just gone on the 21st of this month. Uh, we celebrated, and most people probably didn't even recognise or, or acknowledge in any way that that was uh, Ascension Thursday. Ascension Thursday, the time that we recognise that Jesus himself 
went from earth back to heaven. The normal way of working things through is that, that we, we remember his birth at Christmas and we celebrate. We uh, remember his death, of course, um, during the Easter celebrations and we give thanks for all that he accomplished upon the cross. But then 40 days later, we, there's this period of time between death and uh, a, a time of ascension that Jesus is spending time with his disciples. And then there is this final event, the event that we've just read about in the first chapter of the book of Acts. But it's also the same event that is recorded for us in the last chapter of the book of Luke. Of course, with Luke and Acts being written by the same person. And in Luke chapter 24, we read that, uh, that Jesus led them out, that's his disciples, uh, to the vicinity of Bethany. We are surrounded this morning, the, the, the image behind me is the Mount of Olives. Uh, Dominus Flavit is, is the church in the background. That's the church of, uh, the, where Jesus wept when he was going into Jerusalem, recognising uh, what he was about to do uh, for his, uh, his death um, upon the cross and just upholding the people before him and his heart being broken. And, and here we are, we're, we're, we're surrounded by the olive trees uh, this morning. And uh, this is the place where Jesus is meeting with his disciples. And it's almost like a weaning is, is going on. What, what's going on here is the fact that Jesus has been with the disciples for three years. There was a calling over their lives and they have been in his presence and he is now leading them to a place where they are empowered to work and to walk out their relationship with him without him being there. So this is a, a, a time when Jesus is encountering the disciples uh, here and there for 40 days before he is ascending and going back to the Father. So we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Easter, and then, well, maybe we don't celebrate Ascension because uh, why would we be happy that somebody's going? There would be nothing worse, would it, that, uh, uh, you know, you leave someone's house and as they uh, wave goodbye to you and you walking down the driveway or down the front path and uh, as you're walking, the front door closes and as the door closes, you can hear claps and cheers inside the house. You, you would think to yourself, oh my goodness, they're glad to get rid of me. And in this case, it's like, um, how can we be joyful? How can we be excited about the fact that Jesus is going? He's no longer here. Yet, in the book of Luke, chapter 24, it said this. It says that uh, he went then with them and led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. He lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So the door is closed and you're halfway down the path and suddenly you hear the applause and the cheers and the uh, absolute uh, partying that is going as you've walked away. And you may think to yourself, were they glad to get rid of me? 
But actually, with regard to the disciples, they were, in one sense, extremely pleased that Jesus was going to be with the Father because, well, there's some things that are going to happen. We'll go from this verse here in Luke 24. Let's go back to where our reading was from this morning in uh, the book of Acts, chapter 1. So in the book of Acts, we find ourselves looking again at verse 3. And it talks here that uh, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. The weaning process. I'm spending time with you. I am sharing with you the fact that I am alive, that the promises that you had heard in the past have come true. I am here. I am not dead. But then the other side of things is the fact that Jesus is not only talking, uh, showing himself and saying he, he is still here, but he's actually saying as well that this is the mission. This is what we are about and I need to prepare you for what is to come. I need to tell you about the kingdom of God. It talks here about the fact that it's, uh, on one occasion whilst he was eating with them he gave them this command. He said just wait, wait. You need to wait here because I am going to send someone who will transform your lives beyond what I have done in the three years that I have been with you. This is how the story continues here in the book of Acts. In verse 9 it says this, he said, After he'd said these things he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. I, I pondered for a moment, I thought to myself, isn't, isn't that interesting? Do we, do we really need to know what the weather conditions were at, at this time? Why, why is there this mention of a cloud. He was taken up and a cloud hid him from their sight. Well the, the thing about it is, is the disciples, I mean this is it, they know something, they know, they know a history, they know, they know their Old Testament, it, it, they've been under teaching that makes these things that um, we might struggle with absolutely hit home immediately. When we think about the cloud, we have to remember that uh, in the days of the Exodus, uh, Moses is, is leading the children of Israel. And as he's leading them um, out of, uh, of captivity uh, into the promised land, there's a sense that the presence of God is with us. And as they walked through the desert, they had a... Uh, a pillar of fire through the night to follow and a cloud during the day. So when he is being taken up into a, a cloud, for those disciples who were there, they were very aware that, that Jesus is going into the presence of the Father. Jesus is going into the uh, arms of God himself. For it was God who led the children through the desert. And there's those other times as well when um, the tabernacle was built, that place of worship for God. And uh, as David finished the, 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 the design and, and the desire of the tabernacle um, before the temple was built, there was the, that moment that the presence of God filled 
the tabernacle. When the temple was built and Solomon had completed that work, David's son and the presence of God filled the temple. And that filling of the temple was the fact that the cloud descended. Jesus is rising. Jesus is, is, is ascending to heaven into the presence of the Father. And that is so clearly depicted by the fact that he's going up into a cloud. The cloud is the representation of the very presence of the Father. So that cloud is uh, in the temple, it's, it's in the tabernacle. But you may remember as well that in the book of Matthew chapter 17, we, we read these words. And this is um, entitled the Transfiguration. And after six days, it says here that Jesus took with him uh, Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And there's an encounter that's going to happen. And what happens here is that uh, whilst he is speaking, it says this in verse five, whilst he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and the cloud representing the very presence of God himself. A cloud. So Jesus is taken up into a cloud. He's taken back to his father, into the presence of his father. And, and I love the, the fact that uh, he, he's going, he's leaving, he's gone into the presence of his father. And the reason why, well, you know, I, I find myself looking in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 20. It says this, it says, um, talking about the power of God, that, that power is the same as the, the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at, the, at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Jesus is, is being lifted, is being raised, is ascending into the presence of the Father. And the power is the same power that raised him from the dead. And now he is being raised to, to sit at the Father's right hand, the right hand side, that place of, of absolute authority. And when we think about why he's at the Father's right hand, what is happening in the Father's right hand is the, these words that are found in Romans chapter 8. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And it says this in verse 34. Who is he that he condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. I mean, I find this absolutely fantastic that on this uh, recognition of, of ascension that happened on, on Thursday this last week, we are recognising that the Father is calling the Son home. Um, a number of people have quoted and, and placed on, on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, this, this, this statement recognising our, our current isolation in this this covid uh, time that we're dealing with and they talked about you know jesus was the the first person to be invited to work from home he, he was going back home and, and the work that he was doing the work that he has to do is is this very work that we read paul reminded us of in romans chapter 8 verse 34 the fact is that 
He is interceding for us. So when we think about the disciples, when we looked in, in, in Luke 24, when we think about the disciples who, who left the presence of Jesus on top of the Mount of Olives and they, they went home rejoicing, the rejoicing must have been because they knew what this cloud meant that Jesus was going into the presence of his father. But also, not only that, that what he was going to do when he was in the presence of the father. I'm rejoicing for the fact that Jesus is interceding for me. He is speaking over me and uh, praying for me, recognising everything that I am going through, exactly where I am at this moment in time, and knowing my needs. This is so beautiful to be mindful of on this Sunday that Jesus knows and he intercedes. It's like this uh, uh, opportunity that we get to to pray for people or with people. You know, when somebody says, oh, will you pray for me? And uh, we say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. The best thing that could happen is that you actually do it there and then. And that shocks some people um, when you are asked to pray and you start to do it there and then but um, to pray for people what an honour what a privilege and, and I love the fact that I get requests from people asking me to pray for them um, what a joy it is to uphold people in prayer if we go back and, and have a look at those uh, words from Luke chapter 24 again because not only is there a sense of, uh, of the joyfulness of the disciples there's also this, this uh, quite amazing last impression that, that Jesus uh, leaves the disciples with. And if you read with me in uh, Luke 24, it says that when they had, uh, he'd led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And whilst he was blessing them, he left them. Uh, uh, your last impressions, the last thing that you did, the, 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 the time that you were with someone that you are mindful of, um, that's the thing that, that you hold in your memory um, the last time, which is why, you know, uh, saying farewell is, is always, a, it's always important to think to, to leave on good terms. Because if something happens and you're not able to be with somebody again, the last thing that you will remember is those last times that you were together. And here, as we got this backdrop still of, of the... Uh, Mount of Olives uh, around us. In this place, the disciples were encountering Christ on the day of his ascension. He's going back to heaven. But the, the, the outstanding memory that they have is that as he was going, he was blessing them. I, I just love the fact that our Jesus, our Saviour, wants to bless us. He's blessing the disciples. The last thing he does with them is he blesses them. And, and if you look through scripture, you find the importance of blessing. There was the uh, Isaac uh, blessing on Jacob. I, I don't even remember that. Uh, it should have been Esau, but Jacob received the blessing. And that the blessing was that uh, Jacob's inheritance was going to flourish. Uh, Isaac speaks over him the words of blessing that those that follow through his family line will be those uh, of great inheritance. And, and it's, it's exactly the same here. 
in Luke chapter 24, when Jesus is now blessing the disciples. He's speaking over them a blessing that their, uh, those who follow on after them will transform the world. And then we find ourselves um, as part of that blessing. Jesus blesses the disciples. But what, what I love about this as well is the fact that as he is blessing, um, he is being taken up. So it's not as if he completed a blessing and uh, all stopped, uh, end point, and away he went. The scripture here says that uh, while he was blessing them, he left them. So the last memory that the disciples have of Jesus is that he is blessing them. His words of blessing, of encouragement, words of, of, of prophetic uh, foreknowledge, speaking over them um, what the future was going to hold and how they were going to be uh, world changers. And for us to be mindful that the one who ascended intercedes for us, but in his intercession he's speaking blessing over us. Know that we are a people who God is desiring to pour blessing over so there's, I, I, when I'm thinking about the joy, there's this joy of the recognition of, of this cloud and all that that symbolises for the disciples uh, and that Jesus is ascending. He's going back to the Father. He's going home. And in that going home, he's going to sit down in the right hand side, that place of authority. And from that place of authority will intercede for us. He is praying for you. But in his going, there is also the blessing. He's speaking blessing over the disciples and as he is raised up, as he is lifted up, he is also speaking that blessing and continuing to speak that blessing. Just today, be aware that God is speaking blessing over you, not words of judgment, not words of condemnation, not words of criticism. He's speaking words of blessing. You think about uh, the ascension we celebrated last Thursday on the 21st and such a momentous day as well because that's the day that I heard that the great Bible teacher that has influenced millions around the world, David Pawson, was called home to be in the very presence of his saviour on Ascension Day. How about that? He's called home into the presence of God his Saviour uh, on Ascension Day. To be mindful that the promises of God are promises for you, that he says that you're to walk away joyfully knowing that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you, pouring out blessing and making you very aware that there is a promise of the filling of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray today. The promise that has been given, we receive in the mighty name of Jesus. May we, being filled with your Holy Spirit, be a people who receive the blessing, that know without any doubt that you stand in the gap and intercede for us, and that you are exactly where you need to be in that place of power and authority at the Father's right hand. Thank you for coming.
and bless you for returning home, that the blessings may return to us as we walk with you. In your precious name. Amen.